This is Game Day Media. For all the latest in education and political news from around the state of Texas, visit my friends at TexasISD.com. The staff at TexasISD.com updates their site each morning with articles, commentary, and news from all over our state. If you have one site to bookmark and visit every day, it should be TexasISD.com. The Crossroads of Education and Legislation. You're listening to Largent Unfiltered with Dr. Jim Largent. Welcome you back to the podcast, and I apologize for taking a several month hiatus. Uh, we were unexpectedly hit, just like everyone else was, with COVID nineteen, and so we've been off the air for quite a while. But we're going to try to do some catching up here over the next uh, few weeks as we move into uh, a runoff election coming up on July fourteenth, and we're still dealing with COVID nineteen. And uh, I just want to let you know that today we're going to talk a little bit about race race relations in our country and I know that's not really the topic of my podcast but I felt like before I move forward with some other topics I needed to at least address that so that's what the topic is today as you listen to the podcast also as I was listening to the draft recording of the podcast I noticed that uh, while I did bring up some of my friends from my high school years and mentors I worked with in Woodville I, I certainly did didn't go into every detail of of every place I had worked, but I can assure you there are many, many of my friends who I worked with and students who I worked with in in Cold Spring and Henderson and and throughout my career. So I uh, just want you to know that this is just a snapshot of my thoughts on this subject, and it's something that I felt like I needed to do before we moved forward with the podcast. So hope you enjoy the show today. It's a little more of a somber uh, note that I than I usually try to talk about, but I do hope you understand why I felt like we needed to put something out regarding the uh, race relations in our country. So enjoy the show today. I know that summertime is the time when your business offices are going through their projects and getting budget ready and contracts ready for the new year. One area that I think goes overlooked too much is workers' comp. School Comp is a company that I work with who provides workers' comp to schools around Texas. We've got over 100 schools now who are part of the program. And I think that if you want to look at an alternative to who you currently are doing business with, certainly uh, give us a shot. I think you will find that the transparency in our program the quality schools who are in our program and the service that you will get from school comp will be something beneficial to your business staff and to your employees. So I'd urge you to give me a call or uh, send me a message if you'd like someone to come out or, or give you a proposal. It's a very simple application process. It takes very little time of your business office. We can get a proposal out to you quickly and we'll be putting the pool together in the next month or so. So if you you have an interest in looking at that contact me and we will get you a proposal from school comp
I want to welcome you all back to another edition of the podcast. And and I really wanted to come back and talk a little bit about the COVID-19 issue and the, how that affects schools and some of my thoughts on that. But I don't think I can really move forward without at least addressing the racial issues that have come up, uh, the protests, the killing of George Floyd and the issues surrounding that. And I think I probably wouldn't be doing my podcast justice without at least addressing that with you. And so today I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about my thoughts about the race relations we currently have and a little bit about my past and why I'm able to maybe speak on this. And, you know, there's been so much being said about this and it's really raw with a lot of people so I'm just going to give you my thoughts and the great thing about a podcast is if you're not interested in what I'm saying you can always turn it off or move on to the next uh, episode or or whatever you think you need to do but I, I feel like I need to at least address this from my point of view and and talk about some of the issues that go along with what we've been witnessing in our country. The first thing I'm going to say is this. I know I'm a middle-aged white guy who lives in the suburbs of DFW, and uh, some of you are probably asking, what in the world can you, uh, would you have to say about this? So I want to give you just a brief background about why I do think I have a unique perspective on this situation and from, the, from some of the experiences I've had. You know, I grew up in uh, deep southeast Texas, and I don't know what the percentage of African Americans were in our school and our community. I'm guessing it was probably 20 or 30 percent, but I know that on our teams, our basketball, football teams, the percentages were much higher, probably well over uh, 50 percent. I was just looking in my high school yearbooks. If you go back in 1982 and 83, I was looking at my yearbooks, and I just happened to be the only white guy on our basketball team uh i guess i knew that but i never was a big deal to me they were i was just playing basketball with my friends and so uh that's one of the issues that that i think is at the root cause you know we are in 2020 and we are so separated by our tribes or our groups or our cliques or whatever you want to call them that we don't take the time to get to know each other and I honestly think a lot of these situations that we see and we hear about could be prevented if we just get to know each other a little bit better and so you know, I'm I'm glad that I came from a diverse background. I came from a background surrounded by people who were minorities, and they were my friends. Like I said before, we went to school together. We played sports together. Uh, we came to each other's birthday parties. We, we spent time with each other on the weekend, and so... They were just my friends, and I look back and and I can I can call Skylar Levice and Ramsey Levice and and Raymond Blewett and Freddie Lard and Joe Kelly and Dennis Hall and Jonathan McCut. I mean, I could go on and on about calling out kids who were my friends, but they just happened to be black. And like I said, we went to school together and we played sports together, and that's just the way it was. The first job I had straight out of college. Our athletic director was a guy named Melvin Houston. Melvin was the athletic director at the time I was hired. He, he had been a longtime football coach in Woodville, Texas, and uh, he was a black man. And, you know, I worked for him my first job out of college. We had a diverse staff, and uh, 
I mean, it was just normal for us to spend time with each other. Don Jackson is a friend of mine who was we started together in Woodville. We've been friends for over 30 years. He's now the superintendent at Grapeland ISD. But we just didn't see color, I don't think. We, we were just friends. And the staff that Melvin built, we were all included as a family. When After football games, we would go to somebody's house. We'd go to Coach Houston's house with his family. Uh, the next week, we'd go to someone else's house. And everyone was invited, and all our families were invited. And we were just one big family. And the guys on the staff especially – we spent every weekend together, it seemed like. We were going fishing or camping or spending time at each other's houses or having parties. And, again, we were all included. And so I guess I was spoiled in a good way early on in my career uh, to be surrounded by some very positive role models who happened to be African-American or black. And, and uh, you know, Melvin was a great mentor for me. He was a great person to work for. He's probably still, after all these years, he's probably one of my favorite people that I ever worked for. And, uh, you know, I love the guy. And so I don't understand this nonsense with why in 2020 we're still dealing with the color of our skin and how we're different and somehow that makes one group bad and one group good. It just boggles my mind. I, I just, I guess I'm, I'm very blessed to have been raised by great parents who taught me that you respect people until they give you a reason not to respect them and you treat them, uh, treat people nice until they give you a reason not to be treated nice and you trust people until they give you a reason not to trust them. And so None of that has to do with the color of your skin. So it really boggles my mind why we are where we are still in the year 2020. So a couple of things I'll say. First of all, about the George Floyd uh, killing. Uh, it was disgusting to watch. I mean, we had a man who was choked to death uh, by a police officer on national television where he stood on his neck for over eight minutes while Several other officers were were standing there. The guy was clearly not uh, trying to avoid arrest. He wasn't fighting back. He was subdued at the time and handcuffed. And so uh, there are a lot of questions about why we didn't do something else. Why didn't we try to get him in the car? Why didn't they try to do, uh, you know, what exactly were they doing for those eight minutes other than just standing there in the street with his, with your knee on the guy's throat while he is pleading for his life. So, again, disgusting uh, display that we all witnessed on national television, which brings us to uh, the bad apples. You know, I've had a great relationship with police and sheriffs during my life, really, in my career. And, and I know that the officer in Minnesota represents a minute fraction of our police departments but the problem is in a job like that it's so important that you have to weed out the bad apples really quickly you can't give them a lot of leeway in in the job that they're doing they need to be very diligent about how they manage these people how they supervise them and there really needs to be a very low tolerance before you move these people out of jobs where they're having to deal with the public. I don't know if, if he said this, but Chris Rock is attributed to saying this. He said, you know, American Airlines, 
doesn't come out and say, boy, we have really, most of our pilots are really good pilots, and most of them can land the plane uh, every time. But there's a few out there that are not real good at landing. You never hear American Airlines say that, and I think it's because the job is so demanding and it's so uh, specific and it's a job that you have to get right every time. And so uh, I say that about the police, that they just need to do a much better job of making sure the officers like the one in Minnesota are not in uniform and, and do whatever it takes to change their protocol or their supervision, et cetera, to make sure that those folks are not working on our streets. The other thing that, that it, about this situation that I will say it is very disturbing to me, and it's very disgusting, and it's why I don't participate a lot on social media. I'm on there a little bit, mainly for my family or business reasons, but I don't uh, pontificate a whole lot on social media. I don't share a lot of things uh, simply because of what has happened with this. The first thing that you started seeing on social media is people trying to make Mr. Floyd out to be a bad guy. So that's the first tactic that these people who are, you know, I can't tell you how horrible people these are that would do this to a man who died on our streets. But anyway, there's a group of people out there who immediately after something like this happens, they begin sending out messages to try to disparage this guy's background. And I haven't done my own background check and I don't really care. Uh, but they were sending out these messages about he was a criminal and he'd done this and done that. Uh, he was being arrested or being questioned in Minnesota for trying to pass a $20 fake, a counterfeit $20 bill. That's what I've heard. So no matter what his past was, good or bad, and again, I don't know whether anything I read was true or not, but immediately people started sending out things trying to make it sound like uh i guess justifying the death of this guy because he had a criminal past which is absolutely disgusting to me that people would actually do that the other thing that people do is they start sending out incidents that happened uh in the past where a black cop killed white people or uh, some other incident where it didn't gain as much national attention. And I will tell you that those of those people who are sitting at home coming up with this, with these things, you really need to evaluate your life because you are a horrible person. If this is the kind of things that you, uh, send out and share and you believe justifies this killing in Minnesota, then you really need to evaluate what you're doing because uh, it was a disgusting act. I think everyone should condemn it. I have seen virtually everyone in person condemn it. It's only the social media trolls that seem to uh, like to perpetuate these type problems. And uh, to me, it just shows your ignorance, to be perfectly honest with you. If you... If you share these kind of things, if you comment on these kind of things, if you in any way try to justify something like this, you are showing everyone how ignorant you really are. Now, the next thing I will talk about is protest and looting, and they are two completely different things. Protesting 
to me is a First Amendment right that we have. If if something's not right and we want to make it right or or show that we don't agree with it, we certainly have the right to peacefully protest and to do it in a way that makes sure everyone knows where we're coming from and they know we're not happy and we expect changes to be made. And there's been a large number of thousands and thousands of people who have been peacefully protesting over the last several weeks. There also has been opportunists, I call them, and outright criminals who really could care less about Mr. Floyd. They're just using this incident as a reason to burn down, tear up, loot, steal, and do other criminal activity in our cities. And I will tell you, those two are not connected because if you are connected to the looters, you're certainly not making yourself look very good. And if you're truly trying to get your point across that we need some justice in this world and more equality and more racial justice <clears throat> and racial equity, uh, the way to do that is not by tearing up your own communities where minority business owners are trying to put businesses in places where there may not have been businesses before. Uh, tearing up your own neighborhood, burning down buildings in your own neighborhood, stealing from business owners who live in your neighborhood is not a way to make your point. So I want to make sure that uh, people know that I separate looters from protesters. There is a big difference in those things. And the last thing I want to say, and it's, the podcast is, is about politics and education, so I, I just have to say that, unfortunately, this becomes another political issue. Politics is always a part of this. And so, um, you know, you immediately had far right groups calling out this was the far left groups that are just trying to change the world. And far left groups are calling the far right groups white supremacists. And this is the KKK coming out. And so you have the KKK on one side and you have Antifa on the other side. And I just say it's nonsense to me. Uh, you're letting politics get involved in something that's really a social issue. It doesn't have an R or a D behind it. This is a senseless killing of a man in one of our cities, and how we react to that and how we respond to that is going to shape the next uh, decade of our country, I believe. The whole thing to me is communication, understanding each other, getting to know each other. I promise you if that officer knew Mr. Floyd in a personal way, there's no way he would have done what he did. But when you start uh, looking at something as an object rather than a person, you have outcomes like this. Uh, again, this is certainly not the topic of my podcast. It's not something I enjoy talking about per se, although I thought in this case it was something that we needed to say before we moved on with the rest of the podcast and other shows. So I hope you uh, at least listen to my perspective on this and listen to my thoughts about this. And I go back and say, if we just knew each other better and we could appreciate our differences, we would probably find out that we are a whole lot more alike than we are different and this world would be a whole lot better place. So until next time, thank you for listening, 
and uh, we'll come back next week and talk a little bit about COVID-19. If you like our show, I hope you'll subscribe and then share this with your friends and colleagues. You can also check out my website at largentconsulting.org. I'm on Twitter at Dr. Jim Largent and Facebook at Largent Consulting, LLC. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.